Dear Family Ties, what a great episode. I love when the good guys outsmart the bad guys, and now we have even more bad guys being revealed, and yet I'm docking points, since this is all accompanied by the lamest party ever in Mystic Falls. Yes, even more lame than the comet, but um, I'll shut up now because I have to go live in the real world where vampires burn in the sun. Sincerely, Bridget. Dear Family Ties, I really, really enjoyed you. You gave me yet another party, more Damon and Stefan history, and some really, really good Jenna lines. Sincerely, Nikki. Hell yeah. Hi, and welcome back to Dear Vampire Diaries. I'm one of two hosts, Nikki. I'm the other host. I'm Bridget. And we have the pleasure today of talking about the fourth episode of season one, Family Ties. While we won't be spoiling what happens in Mystic Falls in future episodes, we will be discussing this episode in detail. You have been warned. And speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and timestamps. This is the episode where... Stefan escorts Elena to the town's founder's party. At the party, Damon tells Elena a story about the Salvators, leaving her with questions Stefan refuses to answer. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> now, I feel like this episode summary was, it's like out of a gossip column or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who escorted who to the... You mean Stefan took Elena to some sort of event being held in Mystic Falls that happens to work into their, like, history class? Amazing. If their history teacher wasn't dead, they'd be able to write an essay about <laughs> yeah. That's so true. If Mr. Tanner was around, this episode would have started off with him being like, the founding families, and he would have given us, like, an, a lecture on the founders. <laughs> Raise your hand if you were of a, fa- of a founding yeah. family. <laughs> Before we even, like, delve into the scenes, I want to go into, like, one of my rant spirals just to get it out of the way. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so I looked up um, what it means to be, like, a founding family. Like, because I was like, is that a real thing? <laughs> is that a real thing or is that a weird CW bullshit we need another event thing? <laughs> it's totally a thing that there are these, like, uh, they call them... FF, wait, no, first family, family first, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, some, it's some acronym, but it's like the first families of the like colony or whatever, or of the town. But then okay. I was looking it up and I was like, because this is kind of like colonialist, uh, you know, what's the word? Mm, bullshit, bullshit sounds uh, accurate. Yeah. Land ownership is like a really big part of like the wealth gap between, you know, white folks who started like just colonizing yeah. the U.S., and the black folks that were like farming the land and like never getting any money or like acreage that they could own themselves. It's like a huge deal to own land. And it yeah. turns out that very recently, uh, 19 black families in like 2020 or so uh, decided to start buying acreage in Georgia to create a town called Freedom. And their goal is to, like, create their own town there. So it's just, I just think it's interesting that, like, this episode sort of gave us that thread to tug on. Obviously, all the founding families that we know of are white, like, Elena's white. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it just gave me some things to think about, especially, like, with where, like, Bonnie plays in and, like, goes to this party alone, this founding families. Like, what a metaphor, right? That she's, like, on this essentially, like, plantation land. Oh, Definitely, I'm not going to spoil things, but, like, we get some hard evidence that uh, the Lockwoods are an old money family. And... We know what that means. Yeah. Damon brings it up later. He's like, there were uh, founders on the Confederacy side then who thought that the people in the church were Union sympathizers and wanted them killed. So, like, there's very much, like, a, there's strong references to it. And I just think, I think it's cool to, like, tie that into current events. There's this sort of uh, move yeah. to uh, incorporate land wealth in sort of like closing that gap that slavery and like years of like terrorism has kept the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. I do wonder if the Vampire Diaries had aired now, how many of these issues would have been actually like things they would have discussed mm. in like, you know, through the lens of a supernatural show. But like they have a quite a few things that they'll like dip their toes in, top like heavy topics that they'll dip their toes in, but they never really like actually take it on you know what i mean with, like, the whole thing with tyler assaulting vicky yes, like that's a yes. really yeah there's a lot there's a lot more we'll, we'll get into throughout this show i'm happy that we're able to like talk about it and also acknowledge that like they didn't talk about it right yeah all right yeah so now that we've got you that feel better? Out of the way, <laughs> i do feel better <laughs> you know who's not feeling good elena waking up in the middle of the night to a slamming door 
and seeing. Before we get there, can I recap the previously on? Because I feel like the previously on is now starting to get really interesting. <laughs> I was like, I've done hour long podcasts about these episodes. I don't need to watch this. <laughs> no, totally. But it's funny now because we've got a lot more like information now. That So if I can summarize it as best I can, um, he knows the risk, but he has to know her. He's been famously living in secret for over a century. And Elena and Stefan meet. Damon and Elena meet. Elena looks just like Catherine, who is Damon and Stefan's dead ex-girlfriend. Caroline was hoping she'd see Damon again, but Damon just treats Caroline like a puppet. Stefan wants Elena to wear a necklace that protects her from Damon's hypnosis because it's got vervain inside of it. Damon's a monster that needs to be stopped before he breaks into Elena's room to watch her sleep again. And then we start off with Elena waking up from said sleep, uh, and she tiptoes out because she hears a door slam. She wonders if it's Jeremy. And she goes with more courage than I ever would have in the dark. And she sees something like blur downstairs and is like, let me go downstairs and check it out. And I'm like, absolutely not. No. Don't check. Never. Don't check. This is what locks on our door are for. So she goes downstairs with no weapon. Again, whatever. And she sees the TV on. And it is reporting her death by animal attack. It's so good. And, I, you know, it's funny because you told me that we needed to watch Scream uh, mm-hmm. maybe a pod or two ago. And the same creator of the show, Kevin Williamson, who created the Vampire Diaries, also wrote Scream. Yeah, that's wild. Which I think is, like, so crazy. And it makes yeah. so much sense. It does. <laughs> it does. Because this is very, like, feels very classic horror. Mm-hmm. New victim found, the TV says. And who is behind her but Damon Salvatore. Oh, the man himself. She runs and he's there and she runs and he's there. Damon chows down on her neck. Without even getting hit by a car. Imagine that. And Stefan wakes up. Where's Crow Paul Wesley? I guess he must have uh, skipped the dream. Yeah. He's just like, nah, I don't want any part of your dream nonsense. Yeah. He doesn't get paid enough. Gonna go find someone who appreciates me. So Stefan wakes up and we learn that it was all a dream. Imagine that. Uh, Elena's not actually dead. Can you imagine the show if Elena had died? Right. What a lame TV show. <laughs> it killed off our very likable protagonist in the fourth episode. This isn't Game of Thrones. And it's implied that Damon is the one who got inside of Stefan's head. So, like, we know that he can control dreams as well as hypnotizing people, which brings us to, uh, if you remember back uh, two episodes ago, I think, when he was in Vicky's dreams and you, like, weren't sure if it was happening where, like, she was in the hospital and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we can be like, oh, maybe he was, like, in her room, like, controlling her dreams. Or it could have happened. I don't know. But, it like, that's right. that's an interesting power that he has. Right. You know, he, he starts egging on Stefan, as he's known to do. And he, he goes, football reference, our beloved Friday Night Bites episode. And Stefan throws a knife at him, to which he says, <laughs> okay, I deserved that. And he starts filling out his own Match.com profile. He's like, I've got good looks style, charm. I have an unflinching ability to listen to T-Swift. He also mentions that, not to worry, the monster's been caught. It was a mountain lion. A big one. big one. (laughs) (laughs) He's so good. I was literally, like, pausing to chuckle and, like, take that. Like, I I realized I was just writing down his lines. (laughs) Yeah, I I did that, too. I was like, I gotta stop doing that. (laughs) He's good, but then he says, you know, um, I can't get inside her head. And then he implies that he's going to, you know, woo her the old fashioned way by getting into her heart. Stefan asks him why he's covering his tracks, implying that Damon was responsible for them catching this mountain lion in some way. Um, And he says that he's having, he decided Mm -hmm. to stick around a little bit. He's having too much fun with Stefan and Elena. Yikes. Uh, And then he takes the knife from himself and stabs Stefan, who is a lot more hurt than Damon was. Setting up what we understand to be a sort of um, difference in their strength, which is why Stefan needs to find a different way to outsmart Damon if he's going to stop him because he's not drinking human blood because he's a good guy. And then we get the title card. Single drip of blood. A lot of uh, news... Yeah, everybody's watching the news all of a sudden. You know why? It's so we can introduce Logan Fell <laughs> to the show. We killed off Tanner, so now it's it's time we get like a different kind of douchebag. Another person to be a dick to Jenna. Right, yeah, Jenna's trying out variations on Logan's name that include scum. Uh, so we know what she thinks of him. Mm-hmm, that's good. I loved it. And then, ding dong! And who's at the door? Hey, it's Stefan. Let's mack on each other, Elena says. And they do. Nikki, it's your favorite. Kissing noises. Ugh, I know. And then it's also worse because, like, I'm, like, afraid they're going to get caught. <laughs> like, 
like I still I'm like I get you like probably have to have the door open for like family rules but also like seven years of like listening out right like just makes me uncomfortable <laughs> I don't like it but also before they go to make out we do learn that Elena is giving a bunch of old uh things from their family to the Lockwoods for uh that's right. the Heritage Council because of course they have a Heritage Council of course they do they're white colonialist propaganda bullshit right yes obviously let's look at all of our wealth let's put it in one room let us gaze upon it <laughs> and look at it but Jeremy gets upset because he's you know he's like these are mom and dad's things you can't just give them away um so we get a little yeah. bit of that and you know Elena's like it's alone like <laughs> She's, like, very logically, like, yeah. we're not giving them away. But also, like, we see in this episode that she does understand that, like, for Jeremy, this is something really sensitive to him. Yeah, yeah. To, to go on the Jeremy-Elena train for a second, they're both trying to uphold their parents' wishes in a way. So, like, as they understand them, like, Jeremy's like, I was going to get that watch. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know... That's handed down to, like, the firstborn son. Elena is like, well, mom promised Mrs. Lockwood, you know? So, like, in a way, they're both trying to uphold what they think their parents would want. Um, and it just seems to clash. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to Stefan and Elena making out. Sorry, Nikki. Sorry, and sorry, sorry. Um, it'll be over soon because Stefan sits up because he's getting his, like, vampire eyes, you know, going all thirsty for a second. He's getting a little too into it. And what's cool about this and what I want to sort of, like, applaud Elena for is that, like, she doesn't get on him for stopping. She's like, hey, are you okay? And then she's like, we can press pause, you know? No. And I'm like, oh, Elena understands consent. I really like her. Yeah, it's <laughs> It's nice for at least somebody on the show to understand consent. Yes, it's, that is a good thing. <laughs> or to not shame someone for not wanting to, like, have sex or for not wanting to, like, continue doing whatever activity mm-hmm. they're doing. It's, that's that's a nice thing to see. It is. It is. And then Elena mentions that the Founders Party is her mom's favorite party of the year. Nikki, what kind of lame person would love this party? I like how much you hate this party. I hate this party! <laughs> We still get some underage drinking at the party. We still have all of the same people because obviously it's all the same people all the time. Yeah, but it's um, like it's like a it's like a plantation, and it's it's also boring. Mm. I'm just like yeah, it is at oh. the Lockwood House, which is like ugh. horrible yeah. things happened on yeah. that property. You would have thought that her favorite thing would have been like Miss Mystic Falls. Yeah. Well, mm, yes. Well, mm. we'll say the name, but we we're not gonna say anything about it. Okay. Yeah, that's true. It is an episode title. It's an episode title. All right. But yeah, so she's like, my mom like loved this party and was really involved with the lame founders council um, and all that white bullshit. And uh, you would think that the DAR would be a thing also, like the Daughters of the American Revolution, because I just feel like that would be such a thing in this town. Anyway, um, that was a side note. I promise my rant is done. I promise. I promise. I promise. Nobody believes you. Anyway, she's like, hey, do you want to come to it? And he says, I would be honored to escort you miss gilbert yes miss gilbert and she thinks he's playing around with that old timey language and she mm-hmm. follows suit she's like oh how adorable and i'm like <laughs> he's a vampire also did you catch that he slips up when she says they're they're gonna go to the founder's party and he's like they still do that right and she's like have you been before and he's like oh no no yeah. <clears throat> a long time ago back to the cave back to the cave back to the cave that's true i was thinking about it stefan is like our socially anxious vampire yeah and then unfortunately we go to caroline's bedroom or fortunately i mean there are good things about this scene and then there are just like undertones a lot of bad yeah and this is we we keep grappling with this with damon's character is that there's this juxtaposition of him being super funny and like playful and then also just like you know really calmly saying he's gonna kill her so this scene just has like that vibe of like I don't know. There, it's it's like it's it's fun and flirty on the surface, and then there's something rotten underneath. Yeah, and even like in the beginning, even before it gets more serious, he's showing that he's being a controlling asshole. With you know, she wants to wear the yellow dress, and he's like, no. And it's like, yeah. Mm, why don't you go fuck yourself, Damon? And if you notice later, she actually wears a white dress. So fuck you, Damon. Which I think is really cool because we start to see that like how much of is Caroline still in there? I think little things like that do show the, like, strong-willed nature of Caroline Forbes. Yeah, definitely. And we get to see that he's reading the books in her room, 
Nikki, which which Twilight book do you think he's reading? Do you think it's a? I think he's reading. I think it's Eclipse. Yeah, because Edward's not really in New, New Moon, Moon very I knew, much. I knew, and then like I knew that we would have the same thing about that because I was like, he's not whipped in New Moon. He le-. and then I was like, oh, it's probably Eclipse. It's probably Eclipse. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Glad we took care of that. Yeah, Damon's like, what's up with this Edward or with this Bella girl? Like, what's so special about her? And it's like, you mean your semi bland protagonist that people can project onto? You mean like? Elena Gilbert. Okay, that's fine. But anyway, back to back to Caroline, who uh, she'd look good in the blue. She'd look good in the yellow. She looks great in that green lacy underwear. But actually, when she takes off that dress, we get to see that she has all these bites on her. Yeah. Um, on her back and stuff, and we're just like, oh no. It's a it's a really stark reminder of like this isn't a cute, funny like relationship exactly. Even though Damon's all like reminiscing about Anne Rice, and he's like making jokes about you know twilight we've got this other layer here where we're seeing him manipulate and control her about the the outfit we see him you know kissing her and she's like you can be very sweet when you want to be but then he's like you know oh i'm totally gonna kill you because and he's like absolutely 100 yeah. percent using her oh and we yep. hate to see it we also get to learn in this scene how vampires are made oh yes good point where we find out that they have to drink vampire blood and then die, and then drink human blood. So just being bitten isn't enough to turn you into a vampire. Yeah, it's really cool how this show actually is like laying out the exposition of the mythology in ways that really relate to the story moving forward. And we don't just get a bunch and it's like really boring or like confusing. It's like it comes out in like sort of like good ways. Like in the first- good show don't tell. Yes, it's really good. Yes. In the first episode, we learned about like the daylight rings, the super strength, being invited in- and then the second episode, it, it taught us that, you know, human blood makes vampires stronger while animal blood weakens them. Last episode, we learned about how vampires can, like, heal because of Stefan and the whole football thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it taught us about, you know, vervain preventing hypnosis, which is right. also known now as compulsion. And yeah. in this episode, yeah, we've learned how to, how to create a vampire. We also learn about um, vervain being very rare. We'll yeah. get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So just like really good moments of like very natural conversations that you would think it would be brought up. Not just like, like it would be weird for like two vampires to be talking to each other about like how vampires are made. Are you going to turn her? No, I only bit her. It's not like I had her then drink my blood. and then- <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's so good. They're really not, Um, they're not downplaying. Uh, like they're not condescending to us to try to make it really clear. It's like, just go with it. And like for people that really, really care about it, they can watch it and be like, oh, what did he say? But like they don't spend a shit ton of time on it. Right. And then back at Bridget's favorite place to get some fries. Give me a milkshake. Give me some fries. Give me a burger. What, 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 what? The grill. (laughs) (laughs) And we see Tyler and his mom and dad, the mayor and his wife, the, I don't remember the Lockwood's first names, Mr. and Mrs. Lockwood. I don't know if we learned them. Like, oh, yeah. It's like Charles. Carol? I think her name. I think his name is Charles. She's yeah. Carol, Carol right? and Charles yeah. are two C's. Yeah. Mm. I wish I could call them. A, well, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Um, <laughs> uh, but we do see Vicky is being is their waitress and she's being very polite. Uh, but you can tell that Tyler is trying to ignore her in front of his mom and dad. And Vicky can certainly mm-hmm. tell because she is pissed as she should be yeah and also um it makes sense the way that not as an excuse but like it makes sense the way that tyler treats women because his dad is the kind of person that calls waitresses sweetheart and honey (laughs) you know what i mean not a fan not Mm -mm. a fan oh yeah and and also they're totally they don't care at all that mr tanner's been killed and that tyler might need some emotional support around that because, like, his dad is yeah. all like, so is the season going to go on? Like, are they going to replace him? And Tyler's like, I don't think anyone's thinking about that right now, Dad. And then his mom chimes in and she's like, oh, darling, we have more important things to focus on. Like the founder's party. I would love if you could maintain that for the rest of. <laughs> but that's how she speaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. We cut quickly to Bonnie and Caroline and they're talking about. Oh, my God. Damon and that Caroline's going to bring Damon to the party. Yeah. And Bonnie's like, brings up the same concerns that Caroline had pre-compulsion, where she's like, w- w- isn't your mom going to freak? And she's like, why would I care? It's like, you would. You just have been compelled not to. Right, right. And Caroline is all mean to Bonnie and is like, go by yourself. And Bonnie's like, thanks. Yeah. 
Oh, but you know what yeah. I I love to see Bonnie. There's not enough of her in this episode, and she she goes no more witch jokes. You know, she sets that boundary with Caroline, and I'm like, thank mm-hmm. you. Yes, take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. We get some, even though we don't get Bonnie for a lot in this episode. I do think she's used well in this episode. Like, I enjoy the moments that I have her. Yeah, um, yeah. She's such a good friend. Like, you can tell when Caroline is like, okay, but don't tell Elena. I'm like, oh, yeah, don't tell your best friend. Always. Like, that person's yeah. going to, as we know, <laughs> that person's got to yeah, that, tell. That's never, that's never a yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's never a thing. <laughs> you know, she's going to share some juicy secrets about Damon and Stefan mm-hmm. that we'll find out later. Because, of course, Bonnie's going to tell. Elena. Yeah, I love um, the line, Caroline Forbes, what have you ever kept a secret in your life very true very true after bonnie and caroline we see tyler joking with vicky after his parents have left and she's not having it uh she very clearly can see what the fuck he's doing and that he is now being all like friendly with her because his parents are gone um and after some pushing from her he asks her to the founder's party au contraire he does not ask her he says it would suck less if you were there which is not asking yeah, her. Fair. Sitting at the bar is Jeremy, who's listening, because this poor little boy always needs to be there whenever Vicky and Tyler are together. He's all sad, drinking his Coke like it's a rum and Coke. Because, again, they want their teenagers <laughs> to be in college. Um, they do. Yeah. But he's listening, and he's a dick to Vicky, but he's not wrong. <laughs> like, he's an asshole and he shouldn't say it, but at the same time... He's not wrong. Sometimes I really enjoy that Jeremy Gilbert says the things out loud that I'm thinking in my head. <laughs> and then we go to the Salvatore house where we have Damon looking through Stefan's homework. And he mentions to Zach that he understood why Stefan went to Harvard. And I was like, oh, so he wasn't in a cave during the 70s. Oh, so he like went to a school. Stefan, you over-exaggerating, non-trustworthy narrator. Hey, did anybody else forget that Zach was a character? (laughs) (laughs) Who's this forgettable human being? Who's this white boy? And uh, Damon is all like, you don't question me. And then... uh, Zach and Stefan hatch a plan where they're going to try to get Damon to ingest some vervain, which would weaken him. Mahaha. But then Stefan says, Damon hasn't allowed vervain to grow there since 1864. And I'm like, how's he doing that? Is he coming back to like weed whack it? He says vervain hasn't grown there since 1865 and that Damon saw to that, whatever that means. Yeah. I'm like, oh, did he get involved in local law enforcement? How did, how did he do this? He's just picking Vervain. He's out on like he's out on like a weekend. He's like, oh, I've got to go back to Mystic Falls, make sure there's no none of that herb growing there. Oh la la la. Bridget, you have purchased me Vervain. Mm-hmm. Did you just buy it online? Yeah. Circa around 2009, 10, 11, somewhere around there. Yep. So it's like something they could have, them with like their infinite vampire wealth could probably just buy online. Yeah, yeah. D- Damon's got a task force on it. He opens up all of the Amazon packages that come through and, and checks them out. <laughs> all right, no, Vervain, you're fine. Go through, go on through. Like, <laughs> if it's this big of an issue, fucking just like overnight some Vervain from somewhere else. I don't understand. Does Zach not have any friends anywhere else? Does anybody not have any friends anywhere else? that they can just, like, get some vervain. Like, it's not like it's, like, a rare substance. It's a fucking plant. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the writers trying to explain away why they haven't used vervain to stop Damon yet. Right. And why it's only coming up in this episode. But conveniently, Zach has grown some in the basement that nobody has found before. He's grown a shit ton of weed! And then I was like, oh, wait, it's vervain! <laughs> like, he's got, like, a grow cell. <laughs> conveniently... It's growing in what very much looks like a dungeon cell <laughs> with like a big old iron door that can lock. This is where we bring the naughty guests who come to stay at the oh Salvatore house. <laughs> like, what, what is he even doing all that? You're telling me he hasn't like snooped around and found this big old room with an open clear window yeah. in the door? If Elena can smell the vervain in her necklace, if a human can smell yeah. it, can't a vampire smell, the uh, whole ass room? smell a bunch of marijuana growing downstairs it's just like really intense this is our plan Stefan. 
we're going to get Damon super high. We're just going to tell him they're normal brownies. And then he's going to be like, thank you for the brownies. And then and then he's going to get knocked out. And then we're going to drag him into this dungeon, which we used to use in the old Salvatore boarding days when we had naughty guests. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. Sounds like the plan. And then we go to the Gilbert house and ding dong. Who is it? It's Tyler. Oh, dick. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and of course he and Jeremy need to bicker because um, that's what they do when they're together. And Elena's like, can you not? Like, can you just bring this box to your mother, please? <laughs> like an adult. <laughs> yeah. And then when he's like, uh, would it make you feel better if I said I liked Mickey? And he's like, not even if you meant it. And you know what, Nikki? I think, I think that he does like Vicky. I just think that... I don't really care. Yeah. I also agree with Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. But that's the thing is that, like, I think he's inherited a lot of toxic masculinity um, and is engulfed in rape culture. And so it doesn't yeah. make a difference to me either if he likes her. But I do think that he thinks that he means it. He cares enough about her to, like, not want her to die in a forest, but also, like, not enough to, like, put aside his image to go visit her in the hospital. Yeah. And then one of my favorite scenes in this episode actually because elena and bonnie are getting ready and bonnie takes out two kinds of nail polish and she's like delicate flower versus naughty vixen like which one should we do and and elena says tough call can we mix them and i'm like oh yas elena gilbert just challenging the madonna horror false dichotomy since 2009 <laughs> I love this scene because Elena immediately is like, okay, now tell me the thing that you've been trying to tell, that you've wanted to tell me since you walked in the door. That's some real shit. And it's very Pride and Prejudice, like, the vibes that I'm getting from Bonnie's story. The bad guy telling us the his side of the story, which is actually, like, what happened to the good guy, you know, where he's like, oh, yeah, he's so manipulative. I was with her first. He stole her away from me. Like, all that stuff is very, it's it's very, um, what is it? Like, Mr. Mr. Darcy and Mr. whatever the other guy is. I can't help you with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Car- is anyway. Carol yes. uh, Lockwood in here? Uh, oh, Carol. Well, Mr. Darcy. I also almost called her Carol Forbes. All of these founding families <laughs> are so bland right now. We have no flavor on anybody you know what we should just call her karen no matter what her name is her name is karen that's the name of tyler's mom jesus karen lockwood okay so uh i want to point out that bonnie's running really hot and cold on stefan it's like every other episode she's like swinging on the pendulum of like now i like him now i don't issue is like i do appreciate elena being like that sounds like one side of a story because yeah it does my big issue is like i appreciate bonnie's like cynical approach to Stefan, but like, can we maybe apply that to both brothers? Like, I don't understand why anybody ever takes anything Damon says. Or Caroline. Or Caroline. She's obviously dickmatized by him, or well, they think she's dickmatized. It's obviously real hypnosis. It's happened a few times now where they're like, Damon said this about Stefan, and everyone's like, oh, Stefan. And it's like, really? Really? Yes. Mr. Darcy, how dare you? Carol, get out of here. Oh, but then our favorite scene for a different reason. We go to Stefan's bedroom where the brothers are getting ready together. Oh, and I just, I'm fanning myself as I talk about Ian Summerhalder's. Uh, uh, anyway, okay, all right, I'm fine, I'm back. And we also see Bonnie and Elena getting ready. <laughs> yeah, but they're like challenging the stereotypes that feminism has been fighting against. And, and these boys are shirtless for our enjoyment. And I'm so happy about it. <laughs> Julie Pleck and Kevin Williamson know exactly what I want and they're giving it to me. Oh, God. Uh, so Elena gets <laughs> diverting from this. <laughs> Elena. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. <laughs> Who is it? Oh, this is Karen. Oh, boy. This is this is Karen Lockwood. Yes. Have you found the pocket watch? Have you found Chekhov's pocket watch? I can't find it. Fucking brilliant. And said pocket watch is not in the box. So Elena confronts Jeremy about it. Yeah, she smacks his headphones off and he's like, ah. Very real life brother-sister shit. Yeah, right. But it's a really sad moment. Like, we see both of them wanting to be connected to their parents' posthumous requests. You know? it's Yeah, and we get a good moment from Elena, too, where you can see that, like, adult level of responsibility hitting her, where it's like, what do you want me to tell her then? 
That's right. some like real like anxiety moment where you're like, okay, like if like I understand this is important to you, but like what do I, what do I do about it now? It really made me question. Like after I finished the episode, I was like, why didn't Karen Lockwood um approach Jenna about this? Yeah, like I get it's in their name, but like she's not an adult. You're so right. You're so right. And the fact that later. I don't know if I should talk about it yet because we obviously still have a lot of, like, Logan-Jenna scenes to go. In fact, all of them. But, like, the fact that, like, it feels like the council set him after Jenna and then, like, set Karen Lockwood after um, Elena is kind of, like, they're trying to divide and conquer a little bit. And I don't appreciate it. No. Nope. So then we go back to uh, shirtless man heaven. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we, we get a great line from Stefan, which is, yes, being a 150-year-old teenager has been the height of my happiness. Fantastic. <laughs> um, and they also talk about Catherine. Yes. And we see, like, the truth to the other side of the lie that Damon told, which is that Stefan was like, you know, my happiness was short-lived, as you well know. God, Ian Somerhalder just makes Damon so threatening without even raising his voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, the moment when he finds, he goes to take the drink that's been spiked and then he pours it on the ground. And then he has this really terrifying moment when he's just like, I guess I'll just have to go to the party angry. Who knows what I'll do. And it's like, ooh. Yeah, just like very classic, very abusive kind of, you know, blaming other people for his shitty behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to the lamest party of the year, the Founders Party, daytime edition. Woot, 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 woot. Yay. The folks are a-drinking cocktails, a-walking around the lawn, a-waiting in the line patiently, and I'm yawning. This is the worst stupid white people party of the year. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's so lame. You know what's also lame is the fact that... Tyler sees Vicky and he goes out to her and then he sneaks her in the back because he doesn't want to show his parents that Vicky is here. And Karen totally notices. Of course. Karen is like, oh, my son is sneaking around the back with that trash. Which we don't know yet. Like we we can't we don't know where she's going to land on this because we've seen her make eyes before. We're really hoping that she's going to be cool. Right. Yeah. We're hoping that she's like, oh, why is Tyler treating that girl so badly? And that she's going to have a conversation with her son and be like, she should be more respectful of women, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we see Stefan and Zach chat about plan number two. Basically, he's like, oh, you didn't think that he was going to fall for it. And he's like, no, I just wanted him to lower his guard. Um, and he's got another small vial, but we don't get to find out what the actual plan is at the moment. And in the meantime, we have a little bit of like a sibling concession with Elena and Jeremy where Elena just silently walks into his room and just puts the pocket watch down and I'm like talk to each other no one in this damn family talks to each other we've talked about this the Gilbert should be in therapy we have a later moment when David mentions his therapist we'll talk about that when it comes up but like anyway the Gilbert should be in therapy but also I feel like yes Jeremy's also of the age where he doesn't want to talk about things like ooh, yuck feelings <laughs> I know, but that that's why that's why healthy, they should be. But like, I feel you know. so bad for him. He's yeah. they, they, oh, anyway. And then we go back to the lamest party of the year. Yay! The swans are a swimming. Guests are still arriving in pairs, as if the Lockwood House is Noah's Ark. Oh, it's such a yawn fest. Caroline and her mom have a little passive-aggressive conversation, and you can tell that there is baggage there because Caroline mentions that her dad is gay. Which probably means that he left her mom recently for Steven. Uh, it seems like a fresh wound. Yeah, yeah. The the face that she, Liz Forbes, has kind of lets us know that that's probably a fresh wound. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely some tension in that relationship. Also, love it. We get our first gay character without even being introduced to him. Yeah. And it's used as, like, a tool to emotionally hurt another character. Yeah, right, 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 right. Like, you're not enough of a woman. Like, she's kind of being shitty to her mom and like twisting the knife in great anyway okay. <laughs> here's some old junk in a room wait wait wait. no before before we get there uh stefan and elena arrive and conveniently the mayor just happens to be walking by to invite him in <laughs> both stefan and damon get real real lucky on their being able to come in yeah like thank god the hosts are right there it seems like yeah. it's like oh perfect timing all right what were they gonna do if they came up to the front and they were just like um hello can you find someone who lives
Jesus here, please? <laughs> no, we're just really polite. <laughs> we just want to check. <laughs> they're very confident about just like letting, like welcoming people into their homes if they're a part of this council. For people that know about vampires, why would they ever say, come on in? <laughs> so, but, but also Stefan kisses Elena's cheek. Uh, just to, you know, kind of remind, da- it's mirroring that moment that Damon talked about earlier with Catherine where he's like, you were so sweet. You dropped her off and you kissed her on the cheek when that's not really what she wanted. But he like kisses Elena on the cheek in view of Damon and it's just like, hey, she's enjoying it. Hey. Mm-hmm. And then we get into Founders Party Nighttime Edition. Rock on. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fountain is a flowing antiques are a display and <laughs> guests are meandering oh fuck me I f- and jenna's running into logan fell why did jenna come to this party nikki it looks like she's uh not happy to see him but i think he may be right that she's secretly hoping bridget i've explained this before parties at mystic falls are obligatory you have to go right that's why bonnie is there yes even if you don't want to go, you have to go. So they have a little bit of a back and forth. Um, and we get a really great line from Jenna where he, where Logan Fell says, you haven't changed a bit. And she says, oh, yes, I have. I'm meaner now. Ooh, yeah, baby. Ooh. And then we, uh, we go back to Elena and Stefan and they find the original guest registry. And we conveniently earlier learned that Damon and Stefan went to the first one. And their signatures are right there. But instead of this conversation going on about how first founding families are bullshit and uh, none of the people that worked on that land ever laid claim to uh, any kind of form of wealth or justice, Elena is more interested in uh, why the fuck these two people's names are on that list and Damon saves the day. Yeah, luckily Damon's good at lying. He's like, oh, those were the originals. Salvatore brothers. Uh, they're our ancestors. So Caroline drags Stefan to dance um, very reluctantly, as we can assume from uh, everything about this interaction between the four of them. <laughs> I know, I love when, like, the very first thing that comes out of Nina Dobrev's mouth is like a, <laughs> like, she's like laughing, like, <laughs> no. So Damon and Elena are left alone. Damon apologizes, where he also mentions that. His therapist uh, says that he's trying to, what is it, like, attack Stefan or get even yeah, with Stefan? punish Stefan. Punish Stefan. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, Elena, ask Damon for a referral to his therapist. You know, or at least just remember that therapy's a thing. You know, right. it's that thing that you could be doing. <laughs> could help you. Can you imagine if Damon was actually seeing a therapist oh, right it's now? it's so good! I want, like, a little snippet of, like, this moment of, like, him in therapy and, I like... would watch real-time hours of television of just all of David Salvatore's therapy <laughs> sessions. He needs somebody that's, like, pretty good at calling him on his bullshit. He'd need to not eat his therapist. He needs a vampire therapist! If Stefan can go to Harvard, I'm sure that there are vampires that are, like, able to practice talk therapy. They'd probably be really good at it. They'd be so good. Dear Vampire Therapy, <laughs> we would like to request 20 sessions for David Salvatore. Thank you very much, Nikki and Bridget. Then throw the Gilberts in. All of them. Then we go to the dance floor, which is like a nice little gazebo on the outside of their house. Their house is massive because it's a fucking plantation. And it's all going according to Stefan's plan. <laughs> Let me get you a drink. And it's funny because usually when a guy puts something in a girl's drink, it's uh, not to protect them. It's the opposite of roofying someone, which is what Damon mentioned earlier, where he was like, I'm not some drunk sorority chick. You can't roofie me. And I'm like, oh, but he can like do the positive roofie, I guess, for Caroline. We cut back after the dance where they're, you know, he's basically like, Damon told you to do this, right? And she's like, what? (laughs) Uh, to Damon and Elena, where we actually learn how Stefan and Damon died. Mm-hmm. So D- they, Damon explains that they went to go save somebody that they really loved from the burning church, um, and that they were shot when it was shot when the church was shot upon by the soldiers. Yeah, because apparently some of the founders on the Confederacy side thought that the people inside were Union sympathizers. Um, and that that's why they rounded him up and Damon and Stefan had someone they loved very much in that church. Yeah. And it's a woman, of course, isn't it always? Yeah. Which then Elena says that she can't be in the middle of things. Love that. <laughs> also, <laughs> I wrote LOL, LOL, LOL. Clearly she's never seen a The Vampire Diary season poster because she's quite literally always in the middle of the two of them. <laughs> 
And it's funny, too, because in this scene, we get to see a little bit more of, like, why we like Elena so much and why she's, like, you know, not to compare one against the other. Better than Bella. Better than Bella is what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so so to, to actually directly compare them. <laughs> You're welcome. But she's, like, you know, she's seeing what he's doing. She doesn't go, you know, stop it because she's already told him to stop. She just says, look, I can't get in the middle. And I'm really sorry that you have this, like, big loss. But, like, I'm hoping you two can work it out. And that's, like, beautiful. Good for her. Yeah, absolutely. And then, unfortunately... And then she immediately gets in the middle. (laughs) She reflects on that later, which is cool. She does. She does call herself on it. Elena is doing a good job without therapy. I just think that it would be nice for her to have some support. But before that, uh, we see Vicky and Tyler outside... And she's trying to get him to do anything with her at this point. Like, she's like, do you want to dance? He's like, no. Yeah. Do you want to show me around? And he's like, no. And he's being a dick. Obviously, it's Tyler Lockwood. Um, and Vicky calls him on his bullshit. And she's like, well, maybe I can, like, strip naked and give Pastor whomever a lap dance. Isn't that, like, what you're afraid of? Isn't that why we're out here in the corner? Like not being seen yeah or like you just objectify me as like something you can have sex with so let's just go up to your room fuck it yeah and then karen karen oh my son oh what are you doing yeah you'll have to excuse his rudeness he gets it from his father before vicky leaves and then as soon as she's out of earshot i know she says that's what happens when you bring the trash into the party yikes it's so two-faced it's classist because she's calling her trash because of course vicky as vicky said wrong side of the tracks that's like where she's from and she comes Mm -hmm. from like a poor family it's also sexist because matt's supposed to be his best friend right they don't seem to have an issue with that Ooh, yeah but he's good at football and sports so and he's not gonna marry their son right <laughs> that they know of not yeah that they know of at least not canonically that we've gotten to at this point there's no <laughs> inclination of that and then we go to poor bonnie bennett who's sitting alone at the lamest party of the year oh and yeah she lights a candle it's very sweet it's very cool this is so different from what we've seen so far because usually it's just her mm-hmm. having predictions and like prophecies almost and but now she's a firebender yeah and it scares her yeah she blows it right out yeah and she kind of has this oh shit moment then we cut to our favorite double daters and stefan offer, offers damon a drink uh and he's like no thank you uh <laughs> which is a nice little nod to what happened previously and also we still technically don't know what stefan has done and then elena invites stefan to dance and it's it's very sweet because she's like do you still have a dance right. left in you and it's like of course they're cute i love it yeah and then caroline legitimately seems happy to be seeing them together and it there's not a hint of jealousy there which i think is like really cool yeah. and then damon tells her to shut up great thanks damon <laughs> And then we go to the bar. Logan is just trying and trying again. And he's just getting knocked down and knocked down. And I'm so proud of Jenna. And I love her. And oh, go, Jenna. Yeah, I love the moment when he's like, he basically wants a second chance. And Jenna just looks at him and she goes, her name was Monica, wasn't it? So good. Back to the gazebo dance floor. The most white dance floor in the world. Elena's getting in the middle of things. <laughs> yeah, Elena's all like, I want you to know that you can talk about it with me. And Stefan's like, okay, thanks, but no thanks. And then she's like, yeah, I meant now. We're so close to it being like, no, like a good, healthy, like, yeah. And like maybe like an event where you're in the middle of a dance floor and your problematic brother is over there isn't the best situation. Maybe we could do that like later, like somewhere where you're alone and, you, and you're not gonna bait and switch him with being like i want you to talk about it if you want to wink wink which means now and just be like hey this is upsetting me and like if you if you want this to continue where we build trust maybe you can tell me about this because she does mention that later where like she's like i can't just magically hand over my trust from her perspective it's like yeah like what the fuck is happening yeah she just goes about it in not a good way uh after we have this moment with Stefan and Elena. We cut over to Bonnie and Elena, where Elena is immediately feeling bad about it. <laughs> yeah, they're just, like, eating appetizers, like, sad in the corner. Yeah. And I'm like, is this the first time that you're saying hi to Bonnie? Because, like, that kind of sucks that you're just going to her to, like, vent about your feelings. Hopefully She's not. She's essentially there as your, like, emotional support person. Come yeah, on. Yeah, hopefully not. 
but it would have been nice to have a scene with her earlier. Yeah. But yeah, Bonnie says that she feels bad, but also like, it's not her fault. They're both admirably self-aware at this moment. Um, And I like that they're as smart as Damon, you know, because like he, he is working on both of them. He's working both angles. He's trying to divide and conquer, but like... It's not really working. Like, Bonnie's like, I planted doubt. And Elena is like, I said I wouldn't get yes. in the middle. That's exactly what I did. You know what's funny, too? Elena says that she feels like she doesn't know who Stefan is. And she's like, say anything about yourself, you know? But I'm like, what the hell did you two talk about all night, the first night that he spent at your house then? Why do you feel like you don't know this person? You've already pulled an all-nighter just talking to them, right? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Is it, like, about, like, family stuff? Like, history stuff? Is that what she doesn't right. know? Like... Right. I don't know. But it reminded me of also your joke in episode one where it was like, okay, tell me anything else about yourself. <laughs> Maybe some other facts. Uh, <laughs> and he's just like, okay, Elena, don't freak out. But for over a century, I've lived in secret. <laughs> hiding in the shadows. <laughs> he's like, just watch this previously on and I think you'll yeah. be caught up. Just my monologue. <laughs> then you'll learn other things. Like I was had a grunge look in the 90s. and uh... <laughs> Yeah. When I went to Harvard, BTW, so I didn't actually hide in a cave. Yeah. Cash. This is interrupted by Karen. Elena, have you found Chekhov's pocket watch yet? I have no hidden agenda. I'm a very nice lady that just wants this pocket watch. <laughs> Your mom promised me. <laughs> Give it to me. And then we see Damon uh, with all the old stuff with making Caroline um, stand watch while he grabs a amber looking crystal. A very important crystal. And I'm like, oh, Damon, I didn't know you were into all that new age crap. Cool. Is it an amethyst? Are you trying to raise your vibration? You know, that therapy, he's really trying to like, yeah, he's really trying to fix himself, make himself a better person. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what that's for. For sure, absolutely. What else would it be for? But right. he uh, he use, he grabs it and he says that he put it there a long time ago, which is, I think, a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Jenna and Logan, where he is still trying to get to Jenna, and it seems like it worked this time. It sucks, because I kind of think that she was secretly hoping to see him because he wins her back pretty fast like it sucks that because i'm like oh she put up such a good fight but she she does miss him you can tell but he's such a slime ball but oh cheese fries though so i get it yeah it's fair i get the struggle cheese fries Mm. (laughs) anyone's looking to win over bridget's heart (laughs) (laughs) let's go to the grill and get some cheese fries yeah yeah (laughs) um and then uh, Mrs. Lockwood is being, as Bonnie describes, a bitch. Um, Absolutely. To one of the, the staff. Yeah. Horrible to the help. The help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's because she is literally from the past. I mean, she's living in this big plantation-like ha- house and just being a classic, you know, Karen. And we get this really cool Bonnie scene where all the, Mrs. Lockwood is complaining about the candles not being lit and Bonnie goes in once they leave. And she looks at one of the candles, and it doesn't light. And then she turns around, and all of the candles in the room are lit. And it's very cool. Yeah. And I think Kat Graham is such a good actress. I just, I love the moment where she, like, she leans in and tries to light the candle for a second. And then she, like, judges herself internally and, like, turns around, like, who am I? And then she sees that one candle. She's so good. I just, oh, yeah. I really love, I love that. And she's not scared this time. No. There's something about it that's like, feels good, you can tell. Yeah, she's in awe. This is the first time that she's really, like, done something tangible instead of just, like, knowing stuff that she doesn't want to know. And intentionally, too. You know, with the candle earlier, it was probably like, maybe. Yeah. But now with this whole room, it's like, oof. Ooh, power's growing. power. And then we go to a very unfortunate scene, or fortunate, uh, depending on how you look at it, because, um... Caroline has been hiding what Damon's been doing to her because obviously he's compelled her to. But Elena now can see all the bites on Caroline's back. And it's just this really like heartbreaking moment when Caroline like throws her off of her and is like, my mom would kill me. That really got to me because I was like, oh, my God, this person who really needs support is like actually thinking if the people that in my life found out about this, they wouldn't understand or protect me. They would blame me. Or, yeah, it's somehow my fault that this is happening. Yeah. But obviously Elena doesn't see it that way um, because that's not the truth. 
um, and Elena storms immediately to Damon. Yeah, I love that he expects her to, like, ask him to dance or something. Like, you can see he's like, oh, yay, Elena's yeah. coming. And then she's like, you, what are you doing? She shoves yeah. him. Yeah, and he's like, what? <laughs> what happened? He, She tells him to stay away from Caroline or she'll tell her mother, the sheriff. Which, like, is not as big of a threat as it's supposed to be because it's like you know they're vampires but at the same time like if he's just like a normal dude it's like oh shit (laughs) um but i love this i love this because this is another good moment that we see from elena and we've seen it a little bit before loyalty yeah she's got some good loyalty. fiery on a mission yeah i'm gonna kick your ass if you mess with the people that i love yes absolutely and you love to see it and her next stop is Stefan, um, who's, you know, staring sadly at a fountain. <laughs> There's no lonely comet for him to commiserate with, so he's got to stare at the moon. Yeah, well, well, maybe the fountain reminds him of a, a little stream that went along in the cave that he was hiding in uh, before he went to Harvard. And, uh, you know, when she tells him all this stuff about, like, the bite marks and, like, stuff that would, like, really shock anyone, she says, you don't look surprised. And I'm like, oh, kind of like how, like, no one was yep. surprised when Jeremy said that Tyler forced Vicky to have sex with him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's supposed to imply that he knew that Damon was this bad guy and didn't do anything about it or say anything, even though this entire time Stefan has been like, my brother and I don't get along. My brother right. and I are estranged. Like, don't trust my brother. Like, yeah, he's a bad person. Exactly. Like. Exactly. But I, I understand where she's coming from, where it's it's a little bit like, if you knew he did this in the past, like... Why wouldn't you turn him in? Yeah, or, like, say something at least to, like, her or something like that. Like, more so than just, like, oh, he's, like, a liar. Be like, oh, he's, like, an abuser. Like, right. tell your friend to stay away from him. Very true. But obviously, it's more complicated than that. Yeah, than because that. of the supernatural element. And he, in this moment, can't... He so, like, doesn't know how to handle it. He doesn't know what to do. And then I think part of him is also thinking about, like, okay, Elena knows, so Damon's gonna know soon, too. So he's also like, I gotta go. <laughs> like, sorry, Elena, but also, like, peace. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. He's trying to walk that double line of, like, I'm gonna protect the people that I love and the person that I, you know, am interested in from my brother but also i'm not gonna tell them i'm not gonna like let them in on why i need to and so i wonder how sustainable that is i guess we'll find out but then we go to the gilbert uh house ding dong everyone is ringing their door today yeah it's a busy day and jeremy gets up and he's like oh what now and then it's vicky and she's like i can make one more wrong choice today and i'm like is this supposed to be romantic (laughs) i thought the same thing i was like honey I love it when you call me a wrong choice. Do it again. And Jeremy's like, yay, I was the second choice. Yay. I'll take whatever I can get. Uh, he's so sad. Less sad now. At least he was playing video games. He was probably high, though. I don't know. Anyway, then we go to the Lockwood grounds. Um, a very upsetting scene where um, this really mirrors an abusive relationship, of course, which is, it has the whole time, but like specifically this, where like she's like, I didn't tell them anything. I just told them you didn't mean to hurt me. And there's this like deafening silence. And, and, and Damon is just like, his, you can tell his blood is boiling. Like he's just like, you know, he, he so he goes in for, um, to just kind of like, he seems like he's caressing her. And it's it's mirroring that first moment where he was like on the bed with her, like playing around. You know, he's being sweet and she thinks she's being forgiven. And then he like goes in for the kill, essentially. And the music here is so good. Mm-hmm. Do you notice mm-hmm. that? The um, I think it's Viva Vache and it's or Viva whatever. It's I'm a believer. So good. Can we just say how lucky Stefan and our good guys are that Damon didn't just snap her neck? I was thinking that, too. But he didn't. He bit into her, not one to waste his food. He'll play with it, but he's not going to waste it. Um, and he bites her neck and surprise. And then <laughs> Stefan walks up like kind of a badass, which is rare for him, in, especially in season one. And he's like, I knew I couldn't spike your drink. 
So I spiked hers. It's like, ooh. I was expecting like a jump cut to like a like a like a flashback of like him doing it and it being like very like heist movie like where he's like explains the whole plan. Or it's like Sherlock or Poirot and they're like, This is how I solved the crime. Exactly. <laughs> Let me show you in flashbacks. Yes. But then Caroline wakes up later alone on the grass. All alone. I know. And and she she finds the the gem that Damon had procured earlier and she pockets it like very very wisely pockets it and then thank god Elena finds her and we get this moment of her just hugging Caroline because Caroline's very much in shock yeah Candace Ackla is great in this scene like her little her little like she has like a hyperventilation like panic attack and it just makes me want to cry yeah and she's also in shadow too like you can't see her face yeah so you can't really see how she, like her expression. So like her voice in that moment, it, she sells it perfectly. It's good that they have like a gravity to what's happened to her, that they show that here. Yeah. And that they show Elena being there for her is really good. Yes. And then uh, Stefan and Zach throw Damon in their, their convenient dungeon. Yay! <laughs> yeah! Where they grow the weed. Yeah! And Stefan has to be witty in his diary where he's like, You were right, Damon. They did catch the monster. <laughs> It was you. <laughs> In case you ever read my diary again, um, I told you so. <laughs> Leaving a little Easter egg for Damon in the future. It's good. And uh, th- then we... Surprise! There's a secret council. Yeah! <laughs> a, b- a bunch of white people who are descended uh, from the slave owners of the town are now after the vampires. Wee. Imagine that. And that's it for family ties. Nikki, who are you taking and who are you staking? I had a little bit of a hard time picking uh, my takeums, but I'm going to give my takeum to Zach because my guy grew Vervain in the basement and maintained it. You mean pot? You mean pot? Yes, sure, yes, sure, sure. yes, yes. The, yep. the devil's lettuce <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> Could he have told Stefan about it earlier? Maybe. But also, like, I applaud him for... Being a little bit like, okay, now I trust you. My stakeum, uh, you know, it's kind of for now, it's always going to be a Damon Tyler situation, but I'm going to give it to uh, Karen Lockwood. Just because, she, you know, this is really her first made, like episode, and uh, she's a bitch. Uh, so yep. that's, that's, that's my take and stakeum. Bridget, who is your take and stakeum? I am taking Bonnie. To Lakeisha Harris's Black Witch University, because now I think she's finally ready to learn about her ancestry. You know, she's all alone at this white people party, which is like celebrating their heritage. Meanwhile, her heritage is literally like coming to fruition in her DNA, her like magical DNA of like her lineage of witches. And I think that she's ready to have a community of her own where she doesn't feel alone and is empowered to learn more about this obvious power that is growing by the day so that she can control it and maybe, like, not burn a house down. Yeah, that'd be good. Cool. Um, Let's kill uh, uh, Karen Lockwood twice because she's also my stake. <laughs> but you were such a fan of the party that she threw. Oh, yeah. Such a shame. Such a shame. Okay, Bridget, what is our word of the day? The word of the day is patriot. One who loves or supports their country. Mine's a little less vampire diaries, a little bit more history lesson. <laughs> Mine is too. I, you know what? Go for it. <laughs> the Confederacy we've heard so much about was filled with traitors, none of whom were patriots as they tried to secede from the Union. Karen Lockwood thinks she's such a patriot throwing a party to celebrate the town's founding families, but this party sure is white and lame. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. My very favorite segment tarot card for a character who did you dedicate uh your tarot card to and and what tarot card did you choose i picked the five of discs for stefan salvatore Ooh. so i picked this because for keywords it has uh cares brooding pessimism survival fears problematic communication anything with brooding in it is for Stefan. right it's an immediately a stefan for sure um and then Problematic communication is kind of the name of the game for this episode when it comes to Stefan Elena, especially, you know, uh, for this card where it's all about, uh, is there any areas or situations where things you're not clear or decisive enough? Like, with whom do you need to clear things up? <laughs> it's like a little bit of a straightforward card this week, but uh, I saw it and I was like, yep, that's it. Also, the affirmation is I'm straightening out my life. 
uh, and that uh, seems like something Stephanie needs to figure out. Bridget, what is your tarot card? The Queen of Wands for Bonnie Bennett. Oof. I think that because, okay, so the wands are kind of like synonymous with fire as an element. And the Queen of Wands is almost like the witch of the deck in that, like, she's really good at, like, transforming things. And, like, she Mm -hmm. herself is going through a transformatory process of, like, this is where I've been. um, This is what I've been through. And this is who I am now. And I think Bonnie is, like, just learning to you know accept that maybe she has this power and like she's really starting to come into her own and it's like start she's in that alchemical transformation process figuring out what her inner fire is and like starting to see it come out on the outside is like amazing that it starts from within her and it like comes out of her in some way i love it and that's all we've got for episode four family ties thank you for joining us i have been your host bridget and i've been your other host nikki and tune in next time to find out if jenna and logan enjoy some cheese fries together and if uh that jail cell door is actually meant to hold people and will zach start up his own vervain based business zach's ye old vervain shop thanks everyone dear diary scum ball scum bucket Dear Diary, Deadly Beast captured all is well in Mystic Falls. Dear Diary, my mom would kill me. Dear Diary, they've come back.